We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with BiteClear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This is the Sooner Sports Podcast. Your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate. Are you in good hands? And by Riverwind Resort. Riverwind Resort, the place to be. Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. All right, welcome into the Sooner Sports Podcast. I'm sneaking in an early week episode because we've got a big one tonight against Iowa State for OU basketball. So, Lon Kruger was on with Gabe Eichert and I on the Big 12 show, Big 12 Today on Sirius XM Channel 375. We'll bring that to you. Plus, we talked to Lon about what's kept him at Oklahoma and the longevity that he's been able to attain here. So we'll talk a little bit about the history of Lon Kruger here in Oklahoma and look ahead to tonight's game against Iowa State. That's coming up in moments. But I wanted to give everyone an update on Toby Rowland, the voice of the Sooners. Now, obviously, he does his radio show weekdays, Monday through Friday on the Sports Talk Network here in Norman. So for those that follow along on his radio show, of course, on 1430 up in Tulsa as well, you kind of already know that T-Row's been struggling with a very painful and uncomfortable back injury. So we do a segment every day as uh, the T-Row show wraps up and my show starts on our OU Baseball affiliate, Sports Talk 1400. And I just asked T-Row to kind of give us an update as to where he is how he's doing, and when we can expect him back to 100%. Well, um, the plan is that I will – I have surgery on the 21st, so I will do the three games between now and then. Iowa State tonight, at Kansas Saturday, Baylor next Tuesday, and then I will miss the next three games. Um, Bedlam, Texas Tech, and West Virginia on the road. And uh, hopefully back on March 3rd for Senior Night against Texas. 
And uh, so that's the uh, hope. And then once I'm back, I'm back. So Good. Uh, Taylor Maples will take care of all baseball games uh, from now until then. And uh, Tom Dore and Chad McKee are going to help uh, fill in, I believe, on the uh, basketball broadcast while I'm gone. And um, so we'll see. I think the uh, there's a uh, – I need to see how tonight goes to make sure I can go to Lawrence this weekend, but I have high hopes that I can make that trip because I would just feel awful if uh, they went up there and I, I didn't go and they went and won and it's the only time they've won up there in 30 years. So I'd really like to uh, go, but we'll see. It might not be possible. I hope you get well, man. I know that this has been from being someone that has been – It stinks, Chris. <laughs> I understand, Ugh. man. I hate that. I hate that for you. Yeah, I man, I, I can attest to it. Thankfully, I've been blessed enough to work around Toby now since you know, we started doing this together in 2011. And, you know, pregame, the Peach Bowl, the dude's having to lay on his stomach and just to make sure that he's comfortable. Same thing in the Big 12 championship because that back was in so much pain. So uh, I'm very happy T-Rose getting that taken care of. Uh, we'll bring that same energy and intensity to all the basketball broadcasts with Tom Dore and Chad McKee. Jessica Cootie has been filling in on the sports talk show from Rudy's. So get well, T-Row. Can't wait to get you back 100% here soon. Let's talk some OU basketball, shall we? Gabe Eichert and I had a chance to catch up with Lon Kruger on Big 12 today, 3 to 6 Central Time weekdays on Sirius XM Channel 375. And just started by... Looking back at the win over West Virginia this last weekend and looking ahead to a big one tonight, 8 p.m. against Iowa State. Yeah, thanks, uh, Chris, Gabe. Uh, guys played well against West Virginia. They're a huge, uh, great rebounding team, and both other guys battled them and uh, held their own on the boards and and then uh, did some good things uh, uh, on the defensive end and offensive end as well. So uh, got to keep getting better, and uh, you know the way it is in this league. Uh, you know, everyone's great and uh, really playing well, so I have to play well to have a chance to win. Coach, so, oh, good, how encouraging was it to see Christian Doolittle play that well? Really need that. Uh, Christian uh, did that in non-conference force. Uh, hadn't done that very much in conference play in terms of scoring. He's been rebounding the ball well. He's been moving the ball well and doing some good things defensively. But we need him to score, and that's what he did against West Virginia and uh, makes a huge difference in the ball club. Did I don't know, Coach. I obviously we get a chance to cover you guys every single day and, and pretty extensively. But with guys like Dew and and Brady Manick and Austin Reeves, from their perspective, do do you have to to when they struggle? Do they need the pep talks, or are they the kind of guys that just like to work through them themselves? You're always talking to them every day. Of course, uh, different guys uh, need different things. Uh, Need the uh, you know messages to be delivered in different ways, but uh, we're promoting confidence, uh, especially with those three. Uh, those guys have to play for us. It's not like we're gonna you know throw the ball to someone else and expect them to do what those three have done for us all year long. So with uh, Austin and, and Brady and Dude, they uh, they need to you know, keep working. They've been doing that, and uh, but Brady's been consistent. Austin and Dude been up and down a little bit, and uh, yeah, I think uh, those three guys are pretty strong. How impressed were you uh, were you with the job your team did, despite how well West Virginia was able to hit the boards offensively? But to see how this team stayed aggressive on the defensive side, rebounding, coach, I thought still winning the rebounding battle on Saturday was huge. But what did you learn about your team and the way they attacked the board? They did exactly that. They uh, stuck their nose in there, and uh, West Virginia is huge, as you know, and 
And uh, we're not a big ball club, nor a very physical ball club. So I thought uh, the guards got down there and helped. I thought Brady Manick was really terrific. Uh, the job he did in the low post defensively, uh, you know, they, uh, they got a lot of offensive rebounds. They missed a lot of shots. But uh, they, they, it's not like you have a chance to block them out because they start on the block. So it's not like they're coming from outside. So you're standing there next to them, and then it becomes a matter of their size winning out oftentimes, and they're very good at it. They're very good at it, and yet I thought our guys battled them pretty well. Coach, uh, when looking at Brady Manick's performance this year, obviously a lot of people look at what he's done on the offensive end, but how much growth have you seen from Brady on the defensive end of the floor and just from being more physical down in the box? Because you, you guys have asked him, you've asked him to – play against some guys that he doesn't exactly match up perfectly against. Very true. Uh, you know, Brady's growth across the board has been really impressive. Uh, like you mentioned, everyone notices when he makes shots. He does that very well. And he's consistently shot the three uh, well for us all year long. He's scoring more now in the low post. He's doing, like you say, a really good job defensively against some people that are usually uh, you know, 20, 30, 40 pounds bigger, way uh, more than him. And then uh, he's also a good communicator. His leadership's better across the board. He's really matured into a really good all-around basketball player. What have you seen in uh, in Jamal Bienemy's development throughout the season, Coach? I, I know that he's gone through some shooting struggles, but he never seems like he's a guy that allows that to affect him too much. If if it's struggling with the shots, he's hitting the boards. If maybe he's not getting the boards, he's dishing out assists. Have you seen him become more complete at that point guard position this year? That's a really good point because oftentimes if you're not making shots, the player can let that affect other parts of his game. And Jamal hasn't done that. He's been, uh, like you say, streaky at best in terms of making shots, but he's uh, led the club. He's run the run the club from the point. He's, he's always active defensively. He gets in there and gets some big rebounds. So yeah, he's done a good job. He's done a really good job. And I think uh, he made a couple of shots for us against West Virginia last Saturday, and hopefully that will give him a little springboard to, to move forward down the stretch. Is is it fair to say? I don't I don't know if we want to go ahead and put, say, uh, Hill in this mix right now in Jalen Hill. But are we looking at a pretty pretty good six, seven, maybe even eight man rotation right now, Lon? Or do you feel like you need to put a number on it? It varies, you know, from time to time based on guys' production. But when you think about right now, you know, David Harmon, I thought came off the bench Saturday and played great, one of his best games in a long time. Uh, he was really uh, important for us. Uh, Kerr has been doing a really good job with Brady and Dew on the inside. Uh, Jalen Hill's been consistent. Got 15, 16 minutes against West Virginia on Saturday. He's going to be a really good basketball player for us. Then Victor Uwokwa, you know, comes and goes in that rotation. So it's eight or nine at this point. And the uh, guy's been pretty good about uh, being flexible and, and stepping up when they're called on. But, uh, you know, continue to have a great attitude and working hard when, uh, when they haven't been. Now, now, Coach, uh, the win against West Virginia uh, did a lot of positive things for your resume when we're talking about the NCAA tournament. Is that something that you and your staff monitor? Are you guys looking at that bubble watch type stuff, or is that something uh, you just ignore and you worry about your staff and your players in winning basketball games? We look at it at players' coaches. We probably look at it like any fan looks at it. I mean, we're aware of it. We're not studying it, breaking it down, you know, dissecting it by any means. Uh, our concern, like you say, is getting better each day. 
uh, getting better from game to game. And in addition, you know, daily uh, practice to practice. But uh, but yeah, we're aware of it. We know that uh, we need some wins like we had against West Virginia to to enhance our resume. But there's probably 40, 50 teams in the same boat we are right now. And I think instead of worrying about what's going to be there a month from now, we have to worry about getting better uh, tomorrow in the walkthrough and better against Iowa State tomorrow night. And uh, Lon Kruger's our guest as Oklahoma gets set for Iowa State. You know, Gabe talking about the bubble watch got me thinking about the atmosphere and how it's changed this year in the Lloyd Noble Center because the students have been pretty consistent. Lon, can you kind of take us through the boom squad and how important that is? We've seen we've seen student sections become difference makers all across the country. How fun has it been to not only see this develop at Oklahoma, but the, the torch continue to be passed? One class graduates, and here's a, another guy that's ready to pick it up and try to keep the, the momentum and, and, I guess, the atmosphere even louder and more crazy there. That's the challenge. and uh, Yeah, it's been really good. Uh, this year is better than uh, the last, and it, it keeps growing. And, and uh, they've been awfully uh, important to us to this point. Uh, again, uh, that student section, I think, in any arena in the country, they're the cornerstone. They determine the atmosphere in a building and uh, the students uh, here have really done a nice job and we appreciate that. The players appreciate that and we need that to continue to grow. Coach, uh, looking around the conference, the the scoring averages, the shooting percentages, uh, a lot of these things are down for a bunch of teams. Uh, what do you attribute that to? Is it the level of defense that is play, being played in the Big 12? Is it maybe there's not as many shot makers, uh, what do you think it is? Combination of uh, of all of that. Uh, number one, I think defensive teams, uh, you know, the teams in the conference have really, uh, you know, across the board become even more defensive minded. Uh, they're really good. They're really hard. It's hard to score. You're getting scores in the fifties, low sixties, and uh, very rarely are they getting, uh, you know, two teams in the seventies or eighties. So, yeah, it's uh, it's, it's uh, definitely. Uh, a defensive-minded conference right now. Then you move the three-point line back, as we did this year, and then you combine that with the physical. You know, the play has gotten back to being physical as it was four or five years ago. I know uh, four or five years ago we talked about freedom of movement and hands off the dribbler and you can't, you can't body check as hard and, and low post play. and uh, it's, it's as physical as it's been in the last five or six years without any question. So you combine that with uh, the defensive-mindedness of the coaches and then the three-point line going back, and you're going to get lower scores. So I think that's uh, just a product of uh, what we've allowed to happen. You know, Lon, I, we, we haven't had a chance to talk about it, and I, I know that legacy talk is probably more set for you know 30 years from now whenever you want to retire and you're sitting on a rocking chair. But did you <laughs> could you have ever imagined whenever you took this job in, in 2011 that it would be the longest stop in your coaching path? And what is it about Oklahoma that's – continue to motivate you and, and, and want you to be around here and be in, be in Oklahoma? It's always about people. And we've been fortunate, very fortunate. Everywhere we've been, we've really enjoyed the people. And in Vegas, we thought that would be our last stop. When we came to Oklahoma, we, we knew this would be our last stop. And, uh, and Joe Castiglione uh, is fantastic as an athletic director. Uh, the people in Oklahoma, you know, much like the people we grew up with in Kansas, very similar you know, they're very genuine, they're very authentic, they're uh, very supportive, uh, positive. So it's, it's, a good, it's a good environment. It's, uh, it's very, uh, very Midwestern roots, very, uh, again, uh, sincerity, you know, 
you know, being genuine, all those things come out in the people of Oklahoma. It makes it very easy to be around them every day. Iowa State's going to be without Tyrese Halliburton for the rest of the year. The Cyclones are coming to town. Lon Kruger, our guest, Lon Kruger is our guest coach. How does the absence of Tyrese Halliburton change this Iowa State team? He's a terrific player, and of course, Coach Prohm would have a much better idea than than me. But looking from the outside, they've got a lot of other really good weapons. They've uh, got really good players. They've got good pieces. They really score the basketball. Uh, they've got uh, you know, good mobility, athletic ability on the perimeter. They get out in transition. Of course, when you take you know a, a really, really good player like Halliburton out of a lineup, it's going to make a difference. But uh, we'll expect him to come in here and play hard and play well. And we know we have to play well to have a chance to win. Got new faces on your staff this year. Jim Molinari, the former Bradley coach, who actually coached against your other assistant, Pooh Williamson, when he was a player at Tulsa. How have you seen the, the two new additions kind of mesh into your coaching staff overall this year? They've meshed in very well. You got uh, Carl uh, back from last year, and then Mike Shepard been with us a long time as the director of operations. Uh, it's a very good staff. It's very positive. It's very upbeat, great energy. They love getting on the floor with the guys. Uh, they're very genuine in uh, the guys' uh, development off the floor as well. So uh, they face very well. Uh, uh, Pooh and Mo uh, you know, fit in perfectly and uh, do an outstanding job. I want to circle back one more thing on, on your guys because, you know, in Kirk Quest, this is a guy that I think we've seen continue to get more confident. Lon, final thought for me, what, what's the next step in his development? What's the next step to where you'll continue to have more confidence in him and we'll see more of him? Kirk's been really consistent. It's not a lack of confidence at this point uh, in that he's not getting more minutes. It's just the mm-hmm. fact that, uh, you know, Brady and Bill are out there uh, gobbling up a lot of those minutes. But no, Kirk is uh, the best room protector. A very good field defensively, starting to score a little bit more. I think we'll see that continue not only throughout this year, but uh, I think uh, next year he'll be uh, uh, a legitimate threat in, in the low post, out to 15, 17 feet, where he shoots the ball well. But, uh, but right now, this Forte is on the defensive end, and he's doing a really good job for us there. Well, thanks for joining us for this edition of the Sooner Sports Podcast. By the time you've, you've probably heard this, Lincoln Riley has met with the media 3 p.m. Central Time on Wednesday. We are going to bring that to you in its entirety on Thursdays, a special edition tomorrow or maybe later today, depending on when you're consuming this, the Thursday edition of the Sooner Sports Podcast. Plus, I promised so much from the softball trip to Mexico and I have not delivered yet. So I asked a friend to help me out. Also, in addition to Lincoln Riley's press conference on tomorrow's Sooner Sports Podcast, OU hitting coach JT Gasso will join us. So our countdown to Oklahoma in Arizona in softball will continue tomorrow with JT. Plus, we'll count down to spring ball with Lincoln Riley right here on the Sooner Sports Podcast. Until then, enjoy hoops tonight and Boomer Sooner, everybody.